then folks it's time for talking hockey the hockey talking show here on umfm 101.5 podcast it anywhere and everywhere uh this is season five episode 12 it's an episode we're gonna call the bondra special agent peter bondra that is uh just pick that line up from uh guest co-host jared back in the chair this week as randy's on assignment uh, celebrating Ukrainian Christmas, among other things. It's co-host Tom here with you. Uh, hope you're having a good one, folks. It's Monday, January 9th, uh, unless you're listening to this after. Uh, it airs on 101.5 here in Winnipeg. Um, then it could be any any day. I don't know. But, uh, Jared, how are you doing today? Uh, it looks like you're doing pretty good over there. Pretty good, Tom. Pretty good. <laughs> Good, 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 good. Um, so uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago. You were working in some new skates. You've had yep. a few games on them now. How do, how are they feeling? Okay, I haven't actually worn them worn worn them in a game. Oh, okay. So only you're still... I've only taken them public skating. Okay. Yeah. All right. still, I'm still. I'm not like not like you. I'm not just jumping in both. <laughs> I feet. jumped right in. Yeah. See, you know. I don't know what it is. I'm probably a little gun shy because of the whole ankle situation that I'm not going to get into again. Yeah. Uh, I like to be sturdy on my feet. And, you know, part of it's a sentimentality thing, too. It's like I've got this 30-year-old pair of Bauer Supremes that I just can't <laughs> quit. It's like a, it's like an old friend, right? It's like telling an old friend you just don't want to hang out anymore. And <laughs> kind of it's kind of hard. Like, Listen, old pal, I'm going to put you in a box in the basement and... uh you're gonna you know, I'll see dust. you there. But, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll see you there. You can, you but can I won't touch you. Just... Stink here for for a while because yeah, you're I need and... to do a bit of an old hockey gear purge. Is what I need to do. I've got a box of stuff that it's like, why am I holding on to this? No yeah. reason at all. Um. So anyway, here we are, season five, episode twelve, the Bondra, Peter Bondra. Listen, uh, Jared, he was the leading scorer in the history of the Washington Capitals, that is, until Alex Ovechkin came along. Maybe you've heard of him. I have uh, heard The guy of that has the profile picture with Putin and won't change it. <laughs> that guy. Um, anyway, not to get into that. Sure, Alex can score goals, but was he was he like uh, Peter Bondra good? Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, I like Bondra. He was a, he's a, he's a, um, He's a Ukrainian goal by birth, actually. I just Ukrainian, read. I was... Ukrainian by birth. He's a goal yeah. scorer's goal scorer, man. Like, yeah. dude could dude could fill the net. He was super quick. Yeah. And uh, he was born in the Ukraine while it was still part of the Soviet Union. And, yeah, and so moved to Czechoslovakia. I was going to say, because I remember him being a Czech, uh, playing like on the Czech Republic team in 
possibly like the 98 Olympics or something. Well, so he was he was born, uh, like I said, born in the Ukraine. He uh, uh, left the Soviet Union. His family moved to Czechoslovakia when he was 16. And then when he arrived in the U.S., though, he still held his Soviet citizenship and he applied and obtained a Slovak passport prior to the 94 Winter Olympics. And so then played as uh, part of the Slovakian team. Because yeah. the, okay. the the Czechs and the Slovaks, as you know, they split. Yeah. They, split. they called it quits and uh, went their separate ways. So, yeah. Yeah. You, speaking of the Czech Republic yes. and how in hockey now they're referred to as Czechia, mm-hmm. which I guess it makes sense because, you know, Slovakia is Slovakia, not the Slovak Republic or anything like that. Right. And, you know, Canada used to be the dominion of Canada. I don't know if we still technically are, but we just call it Canada. And so it's like, I, I guess when you call it the Czech Republic, it's it's just pretty formal. So Czechia, it takes a little while getting used to it because all my life it's been the Czech Republic. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyway, you know what about Peter Bondra? So listen to this in 1997. This is a crazy uh, year he had here in 97, 98. He tied Timu Solani who played for Anaheim at the time for the NHL lead in goals with 52. Uh, and then during the playoffs, he, uh, the capital, that was the year the capitals went to the cup final um, for the very first time since they entered the NHL and uh, you know, Detroit swept them in four games, but in that run to the cup final, mm-hmm. uh, Bondra scored seven, um, I'm sorry. He scored seven goals in 17 games. I misread that. Thought it was 17 goals uh, in 17 which, games, w- which would be quite the feat. But no, he only scored seven. Only scored seven. Come on, he he's, you know, I'm sure there was a couple of beauties in there, but he he um, Bonder like stats wise. Let's I'll just give you the quick rundown of his numbers here. Um, 1,081 uh, career regular season games, 503 career goals, 892 career points, uh, penalty minutes. He was a gentleman, but that didn't mean he didn't, uh, you know, uh, mix it up in the corners or what have you. Uh, 761 career PIMS. And uh, his career shooting percentage, in case you're curious, 14.2%. His high was... Uh, a career shooting or his sing, his season high cr- shooting percentage, if I can get that out of my mouth, 19.2. That's pretty good. Think about pretty, that. That's like darn one good. in five shots is going in. Yeah. Um, His low was 9.6 in the 23 games he played for Ottawa, which ironically enough was the only time he did not wear number 12. He wore number 10 when he was in Ottawa for those 23 games. So uh, I think you know why the shooting percentage dipped. He he didn't have his twelve. Uh, you can't. Back. You can't. No, you can't switch. You can't yeah. switch. Uh, ninety four, ninety five, which was uh, the year the of uh, one of one of many lockouts. Yeah. Uh, he led the NHL with thirty four goals in forty seven games. Uh, put up 43 points, so he wasn't exactly he had nine assists. Pa- he was he game. wasn't pa- wasn't passing the puck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
he also uh the following year played seven games for the Detroit Vipers of the old IHL ah. and uh saw him play against the uh Manitoba Moose in their I wonder their... why he got sent down. That I don't know, but he put up nine nine points in yeah. seven games, including eight goals. So again, not passing the puck. Yeah, when you look at his career stats, five hundred three career goals, three hundred eighty nine assists. Yeah, he he scored more than he um, set him up for sure. So he was he was obviously you know the finisher. Uh, yeah. Would he have played with uh, Adam Oates probably? Um, Oatesy, that would have been you know he. That would have been the same era, I think. And, uh, you know, he Oates did all the, I mean, you just get open and he'll find you. And then you tap it in back door. Speaking of tapping it in back door, Jared, last night I played a garage league of hockey game. Mm-hmm. Our team, the Tempo Aluminums, we came out victorious. 3-2. What a game. Oh, but speaking of tapping it in back door. In the first period, we're down one nothing. We were pep. We were buzzing. The boys were buzzing, and it was like, "Don't change it up. We're gonna get one here. Come on." We didn't score until the until fir- the second period. But first period, I had a glorious opportunity. I'm standing, uh, kind of off the back post. You know, um, the play was on the sort of other side of the ice. I was just kind of trying to find a a quiet spot on the ice, get open or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there I was, stick on the ice. Kids, if you're listening, keep your stick on the ice. Uh, and our defenseman, who uh, kind of made a really nice play, skated it in, kind of looked the goalie like he's probably going to rip it, passes it right over to me. Beautiful pass, right on the tape. All I got to do is put that biscuit in the wide-open yawning cage. Put the biscuit in the basket, Tommy. And what well, happened? Jared, I went and flung it right o- <laughs> over the net. Oh no! Uh, I wanted to go. Out of play? I wanted to go top cheddar. Uh, I went a little too high. <laughs> did, did it go? Did it go out of play? No, off the or did it? Uh, did it hit? Did it hit the mesh or? Yeah. Well, no, it stayed in. It stayed it. No, that's. Yeah, it stayed in because play continued on. That's right. Play continued on, and I, I was like, I was like, oh my god! Like, how did I miss that? I'm skating back towards the other end, and. Uh, Bobby Mazer, if you're listening, hey, what's up, Bobby? Uh, I'm skating behind him, and I'm like, Bobby, how did I miss that? <laughs> he didn't answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, good. but yeah, no. Uh, how's your guys' garage league season going there on the uh, the T tarts? Is that you're on the? No, Granny Smiths. No, no, no. T tart. I'm a, a sweet tart. I'm a sweet tart. I'm, sorry, I'm a sweet tart. Check out. Check out. <laughs> speaking of sweet tart. Check out these sweet patches. Oh my God, those are great that, that we just got to. You saw uh, that on your jersey? We're gonna fix those to the jerseys. Yeah, everybody really got awesome. got a couple. I uh, like it. So we came back after Christmas, and we had a Thursday night matchup against uh, the Granny Sweets, who are currently leading the league, uh, and and seem to. Uh, although you guys beat them. Uh, in the final, final your final matchup, I believe, of, before Christmas, there, of yeah, 2020, uh, 2022. And, um, the only thing I'll say about that victory is, um, I don't think they had their their normal goalie, Sean, uh, who is 
Very I like good. that guy should be in the NHL. So he's very, he's very good. <laughs> um, so yeah, we started out good. And I, th- I believe it was, uh, it was one nothing after the first, two one after the second, and then uh, they kind of went away with it and uh, ended up beating us five one. Um, so it wasn't necessarily the start that we wanted to the new year, but you know everybody had a good time and yeah. uh, we had we had some good chances. We couldn't capitalize. Uh, and uh, the Granny Sweets they play a very offensive type game where they've yeah. kind of got uh, one. I think the buzz in the dressing room was that most of the guys who are playing on defense for them are actually forwards <laughs> converted <laughs> They're an all offense team. It's the Mitch Marners of the garage con- league converted to defense uh, or uh, the defensive uh, defense defensemen are very offensively minded. Anyways, they were playing like four guys up and one guy mm. back and just kind of run and gun and just uh, relentless. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they had uh, they had the guy floating up between uh, the red line and the blue line, yeah. looking for that well, long outlet got, pass, and they got a, they got at least one or two guys who can really burn on that team for sure. So, um, yeah, another they're a good squad. I think uh, I think our turn our team uh, we're on a bit of a heater now. I think that's four wins in a row for us. Which after starting the season with with no wins, you know, we're kind of building ourselves back up, and I we might even be on the plus side of five hundred now. So. Well, uh, so I know that <laughs> uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we've we've got a big matchup against one another this coming Thursday night. Oh, my. Did goodness. you did you know that? Did now you know I that, do. Tom? Yeah. I'm looking. I uh, just pulled up the schedule. Well, and you... here it is, folks. Listen, listeners, if you're around Thursday, 945, head on down to the Winter Club <laughs> at the corner of uh, River and. Well, uh, what's that? The cor- Donald, I guess. Donald, yeah. yeah. And um, taking you know, some some wonderful take... garage league hockey action. Yeah. We've had we've had some fans in the stands a couple times yeah. this year, but it would be nice to see, see some more bums in the seats to, yeah, for yeah. some quality beer league action. Uh, Actually, are you, you gonna, know what? Are you going to be there on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, I'll be okay. there. Yeah, because you weren't you weren't able to. No, play I last missed time. the previous matchup. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, we do have a guy whose dad, he's always comes to like every game, you know, like he just whatever that's he loves loves to watch his son play. And hey, why not? Right. Even as an adult. Right. Sure. And uh, it was actually so it's the guy who scored the game winning goal last night for us with oh, 11 nice. seconds left on the clock. That's his dad that comes to all the games. So um <laughs> so maybe and he told us in the room he's like, for a happy meal or something afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is like if you see a Eugene Levy looking guy in the stands, <laughs> that's my dad. He's got, I guess, he's got some sweet eyebrows. But uh, nice. yeah, um, yeah, the Garage League uh, hockey. Uh, yeah, heating fans, up, if heating yeah, up. Exactly. We're pushing, we're pushing towards the playoffs. We've only got uh, the the schedule is a little imbalanced, and so we've only got four or five regular season games left. So yeah, and then there's like a long playoff i guess i don't really know exactly yeah how that an extended works. playoff yeah best, there's best and, of sevens i'm sure yeah 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 there's a week off for uh apocalypse which will be coming up in february which i'm hoping uh this year at apocalypse and listen listeners it's been my intent to do this for some years to record some interviews and some put together a little story or something for you there and uh you know 
that that's that's on the agenda again this year. We'll see if it actually happens. But we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna we're gonna throw to a, a song. Um, the song we're gonna throw to is "Spanish Bombs" by The Clash. We'll tell you why we chose this song after the uh, after the song. So here it is, The Clash on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. In the days of 39 Oh please leave the vendetta open Federico Locker Dead and gone Bullet holes in the cemetery wall The black car The guardian of the beer Spanish bombs on the Costa Rica I'm dying in on the DC tonight Spanish bombs You have to get away from me that was the clash with spanish bombs so the reason we played that the theme with our songs today is going to be uh upcoming shows so if you're in winnipeg you can uh check out a clash no the clash aren't coming to winnipeg but there is a clash tribute act um i don't really yeah. know what they're called is it so they're called the guns of wolseley and okay. Uh, they've been doing it for some years as I've been explained by the guy who's emceeing the show Dom yes. uh, listener Dom from Riverview um, who, is a, be... who is a very big Joe Strummer fan yeah yeah and so he's like emceeing the show and I guess he was t- he was telling me they used to do it pretty regularly annually at the West End uh, yes. club and uh, but it hasn't happened in some years now uh, well, but this so, year it's coming yeah. back so it hasn't happened um, in a couple years. Uh, I'll leave it up to you to figure out why. <laughs> um, but uh, February 7th is International Clash Day. And oh. so it commemorates uh, the birth, I believe, the birthday of Joe Strummer. Okay. And so uh, UMFM a fine local radio station and Perhaps the, you've heard of it. <laughs> and the park theater are uh, presenting this show. Uh, it's a tribute to Joe Strummer and the clash. And so it features uh, El Mariachi ghost uh, death cassette, the crackdown, uh, all sort of local bands. Yeah. Uh, doing... I saw the death cassette this summer. They opened They're fun. Uh at uh the downtown burt block party thing yeah with the uh at the when was i was at rise pop, against and pop yeah, and rise against yeah yeah and so so those bands are all kind of going concerns uh and so they'll be doing uh special clash 
uh, and Joe Strummer assorted uh, tribute uh, songs for the night. And then uh, the Guns of Wolseley is the big finale. And so it's an all-star cast uh, that features members of a number of local bands, both sort of current and defunct, uh, Subsidy, The Vibrating Beds, Kids on Fire, uh, The Noble Thieves, Greg Rikas in The Inside Job, and uh, they do a really, really wicked uh, clash uh, in uh, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros set. And so uh, it's it's a great night. Uh, tickets are $15 in advance. Uh, you can get them at ticketweb.ca. Uh, I would advise buying them in advance because it always sells out. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fun night. Good venue. You know the music is going to be great. And uh, yeah. And they'll probably play Spanish bombs for me, so that'll be. Awesome. I would assume and specifically I, for me. I I would. Think, I yeah. will get them to shout you out from the stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, speaking of all star lineups, as you as you mentioned, the sort of all star lineups. Oh, uh, hey, I see what you did that. there. A little there segue. Transitioning hey, segue. segue. Uh, <laughs> the All Star Weekend is coming. Uh, I believe it's later in January, maybe even early February. Uh, but they just released uh, a day or two ago the uh, beginnings of the All Star roster. Now, you might be someone like Coach uh, Tortorella or even Coach it. Bones who don't give a flying f about the all-star game as they were kind of more or less quoted as saying. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about it because, you know, honestly, I, I don't really care, but I don't like hate it, you know? Um, and actually I kind of, I, in the past couple years when they've switched to the three on three format, I've kind of enjoyed that, you know, mm-hmm. the, watching a few of those three on three games. Um, but they, they did just release the sort of, initial uh all-stars one from each team and you were saying jared uh in the break there they the teams um voted their own all-star right yeah and so so, this is like this is i love i love the all-star game growing up the what was it the campbell conference versus the The whale prince of wales prince of of wales right and i think about those like specifically the orange and black the, jersey with the yeah. Campbell that went down yeah. and the stars on the lots, arms. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of like feathery hair and mullets <laughs> and, and then, yeah. you know, like it, it switched up uh, as most things do. And they introduced the skills competition, which was pretty cool. And then they split it up and they did this. I don't even know how to follow it anymore. Like they do like kind of like mini games where, divisions are playing against other divisions and it's a little bit of a round robin i guess so each division plays the other division once i think or maybe you just play the other division in your conference and then you i don't like you say i have no idea how it works i don't really know (laughs) and and so the one thing though that i don't know if i necessarily agree with is they've switched how players get selected and so every team has to be represented, which is a great thing, right? Yeah, you want yeah, you want that. you want the fans from Chicago and the whatever other bottom dwelling teams Arizona tu- or Arizona, Columbus San Jose, or Columbus tuning in, but each team nominates their one representative. And so that's fine, right? Arizona, 
Who else are you going to pick? You're going to pick Jacob Clay- Chikrin or Clayton oh, is it Keller. Chikrin? What? No, no, no. I was going to say you're going to pick one of two guys, Chikrin or uh, Keller. Chikrin's yeah, yeah. been hurt all year. So, hey, Clayton Keller, guess what? Clayton been, Keller's he, actually been having a very nice season. So yeah, it's, 36 he's points. Going, yeah. But, but Chicago, then, yeah, Seth Jones. Hmm? I don't yeah. know. Sure. I, I've hardly watched a Hawks game this year. I don't know. And, that and why have, would to you be honest with you? Why would you really? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like when you're a team like Edmonton. OK, so McDavid or Dreisaitl. Well, yeah, of course, you're going to send McDavid because he's kind of like the face of the NHL uh, in a lot of ways. Um, you the know, the other thing, too, is each division ha- has a goalie named in the all-star thing. So when you look at the Pacific division for Vegas, it's Logan Thompson that's going. Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, I mean, what about, um, you know, uh, Riley, what's his name there? Um, Smith. He, yeah. He's got like, uh, I think he's got 20 goals or whatever, yeah. you know, and, or, and uh, Peter Angelo's know, ha- having a P- Peter Angelo. You got yeah, he's having Eichel, like the best got... offensive season of his, of his season. So or of his career so far, and you know, they've got options, but, but it's Logan Thompson who deservedly. So he's been playing yeah. very well for them. Yeah. Uh, but but for Winnipeg, there's... for your hometown, Winnipeg jets, you would think, I mean, Connor Hellebuck, he's, he's, he's been the, amazing. He, he's the team MVP hands down. No doubt about yeah. it. But you've got guys like Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley and PLD who are playing great. And then, of course, Josh, Josh Norrissey. Yeah, right. So, And he's the guy that the Jets selected to go. So he's going to be their uh, he's going to be their representative. Unless, of course, the fans vote in one of well, those other guys. Well, and so now the the rosters get filled out with uh, 12 more players being selected by a fan vote. The voting closes on January 17th, and so each division gets three more players. And so, you know, just looking at some of the guys who were left off, you know, Dreisaitl, who I mentioned, uh, Bo Horvat, um, David Pasternak, who's like top five in goals. Um, Nathan McKinnon. (laughs) Nathan McKinnon, who... Probably wouldn't have played anyways because he's hurt. But Miko Ranton, no, he's back. He just scored a coast to coast beauty there on Saturday night. Oh, really? Against Edmonton. I th- yeah, I thought he was out, but I mean, like Ranton, uh, he came back. Rantanen's got forty eight points in thirty seven games, mm-hmm. and was uh, Kale McCarr, who I hard mean, to argue I, with. I that. love yeah. Kale McCarr. Yeah, um, yeah. he scored know. the OT winner against Edmonton on Saturday night. Yeah. You know, no Austin Matthews. Um, so, and you know, the league wants Austin Matthews there. I mean, he's, wow. uh, it's not a party the, without that mustache. Like, seriously, yeah, you know, because he'll bring Bieber, he'll bring, <laughs> uh, whatever, you know, he'll bring his gold skates that he just got from EA Sports or something. I don't even understand. To be honest, he, he, just an example of how kind of out of it I am. And this is probably like, why the all-star game doesn't appeal to me that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw an Instagram post of Austin Matthews with his, his new skates. He's wearing a Phoenix suns t-shirt, by the way, fans read into that. What you will. Austin he's going to leave. He's going to leave the NHL to go, go play in the NBA. Uh, Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you heard it here first folks. Yeah, that's right. Um, but he had like these gold skates and it was like hub Tati. And that was, I was like, 
I don't even understand a single thing about this post. <laughs> like, uh, apparently, he uh, it's got something to do with video games. That's sure. all I know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm more interested in the skills competition. That's yeah. that's the thing that that I'm I'm much more. Well, they're even in. finding a way to to make that cringy. Yeah. You know, so last year it was in Vegas. They had uh, they had them shooting targets from the Bellagio fountain. Um, right. Well, and then which, they whatever had that... that wasn't. It was it was like fine, I guess. Well, they had that know. card that card game too, right? Didn't they have yeah. like the the uh, twenty one right, yeah. or the yeah, and I mean, we talked about this last week. Like, what are they going to do? Like, play beach volleyball? Or are they going to, yeah, yeah. you know, have a... Well, there's going to be something to do with crocodiles or alligators, apparently. Uh, which is know. ridiculous. Yeah, um, so they'll be on Miami Beach. I hope they go to South... What is it? The famous one there? South Miami South beach. beach. South, South beach, beach, yeah. They take their talents to South Beach? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, so skills competition... Um, you know, they do the hardest shot, they do the fastest skater, the breakaway, um, and you know, like the breakaway competition, it's getting a little gimmicky. Like last year you had, uh, Trevor Zegers doing the dodgeball thing and you had, oh, yeah. the, uh, who's a Jack Hughes was like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. He was dressed up as a magician <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah. It's a little yeah. bit ridiculous. Now you got to do I, it for the kids, I guess. I don't you got to do, but it for do the kids, kids get a dodgeball reference? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> but they they see a guy in a shiny suit with a blindfold on, waving his stick around like a magic man. So yeah, and so I went to the Winnipeg Jets skills competition. Oh, uh, la- one week ago uh, yeah. today. Uh, last Monday, and it's super fun. It's the, I think it's the third time that Ethan and I have gone, and so oh, cool. they they do a lot of the same things, right? There's a fast skater, shooting. the yeah, target, the target shooting, uh, the hardest shot. Um, Can I interrupt but... you for one second? Fastest sure. skater I heard through the grapevine, yeah, was not Kyle Connor. No, he didn't even. It was Morgan, Morgan Barron. Yeah, yeah. He put, I think he was like 13.3 too. He was super fast. Yeah. Underrated and, burner. Well, so this is the thing, right? You would think that Connor would be in that competition. You would think that maybe Ehlers would be in that competition. Uh, Ehlers just coming back from injury. So obviously he was not competing. Yeah. Um, Connor was in the, uh, the target shooting, the accuracy one, which okay. was, which was one. They would, the most impressive feat of the night was actually the target shooting because uh, Adam Lowry went four for four and cleared all the targets in like less than nine seconds. Oh, wow. and, the, and the next closest guy I think was maybe Shifley or Connor at about 30. <laughs> and oh, then, wow. there, yeah. So um, uh, Dylan Sandberg uh, won the hardest shot uh, really? at like 103. Um, most people kind of thought that it was going to be Brendan Dylan, but, but Sandberg kind of obliterated everybody. Uh, the, cool- that's a good shot, man. Holy yeah. six. And so the coolest the coolest thing about this though is the breakaway or the shootout uh, yeah. competition. It's always the last one of the night, and so they've got the the Jets divided up into two teams, and everybody gets a shot. And so they get all these guys are pulling out their best moves. Yeah, and you feel bad 
because the regular goaltenders, so Hellebuck and David Riddich, are both there in their civilian clothes, meaning, you know, they're wearing they're wearing regular gloves and using regular skates. They're not yeah. uh tendies for the night. They bring up two uh high school goalies from the Winnipeg High School League. Oh really? <laughs> I was gonna say what if they bring up a couple bisons or something from the yeah. So they had uh, they had uh, two two high school goalies, and it's just like throwing lambs to the wolves, right? Like these guys are pulling out all these crazy moves, and uh, Sam Gagne did a variation on the Michigan, and uh. um, and like even the goalies got to participate. So Hellebuck and Riddich both got to participate, yeah. and uh, and both uh, had some pretty wicked wicked moves. That's uh, awesome. I. I'm thinking like the best move of the night. Unfortunately, he's no longer with the Jets. Mikey Isomot, who was placed on waivers. So we saw him score this right. beautiful goal last week. He was placed on waivers and he's a San Jose Shark now. Yeah, the Sharks so, claimed him. Yeah. I hope he gets a regular NHL job out of that with San Jose then. Uh, he's a know, good dude. Uh, he's, yeah, I, I really yeah. liked him as a player. Yeah, so, it's uh, sad that the Jets lost him, but that's kind of the way she goes when you bring four guys back at once and you've had well, all these call-ups, you know, that have come in and done a great job to keep the team going. So, I mean, I, I think the, probably the guys really feel for him too. Like, he's like big part of how the Jets maintain some success while sort of, you know, Ehlers and Wheeler and um, Appleton and the list goes on of who, right. who's been injured or whatever. So, well, um, and so, uh, sorry to cut you off, but nope. um, we do need to take a break. Um, but maybe when we come back uh, from another song, we can talk about those four guys returning uh, to the lineup the, against uh, Tampa and, uh, and uh, sort of some of these decisions that are going to have to be made because there's a couple more guys on the shelf and there are only... My my son peppers me with these questions. Ethan peppers me with these questions. He's like, "Oh well, when uh, when uh, Mason Appleton comes back, uh, who's going down?" Like uh, he's he's asking it? you to put on the pants of the GM, or right? Whatever. And <laughs> it's like I don't know. I don't I don't know. So yeah, yeah. hard decisions coming. Uh, but uh, I think we're gonna play some Blue Rodeo. Uh, yeah, we cause, are. Because Jim Cuddy's coming to town. Uh, yep. this coming week on January twelfth, uh, Tor- Toronto beer league legend. legend. Yes. Yeah, and of course his son Devin Cuddy apparently is quite the hockey player, and we've we've talked about trying to get him on the show. Um, so we'll work on that, folks. Uh, so yeah, coming up here is going to be which song are we playing? Uh, trust, trust yourself. yourself. Trust yes. yourself. Let's play good, trust yourself. Yeah, words of, good Rodeo. words for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going in on the goalie all alone, just trust yourself, make a deke, take a shot, whatever, whatever your gut's telling you, trust yourself here on talking hockey, the hockey talking show.
Okay, that was Blue Rodeo with a little tune called Trust Yourself here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. And uh, we're talking some hockey, as we do. Um, we, just, we were just kind of talking all-star uh, lineups and selections and whatnot. Um, and then we kind of uh, talked a little bit about the Jet Skills Comp, which which is leading us into this next bit that we'd like to talk about, and that is some of the decisions, lineup decisions that your, uh, your hometown Winnipeg Jets are going to be facing here as, and that they have faced uh, recently with the uh, return of four guys in one game, the game on this past Friday against the Tampa Bay lightning saw the return of Nikolai Ehlers, who was out, for uh sports much hernia enti- surgery pretty much he, the entire year yeah he played two games of the first of the year that was that uh blake wheeler ruptured testicle uh that held him out for that's gotta uh, hurt it's gotta hurt that's yeah that's what we call an ouchie yeah. um he was out for how long i don't know uh not uh, even a month so he was supposed to be out for four weeks but he came back in three yeah the yeah. guy is like i mean he has got a threshold for pain i think unlike any other um he plays through a lot well rarely and... misses time in the last couple seasons he's missed some games but before that it was like you look at his stats it's like 82 games 82 games 82 games 82 games um there's a great quote from him too because like when he got hurt in that particular area they asked him <laughs> what was kind of going through his mind he's like you know what I got three beautiful kids. We don't plan on having any more. So I was okay with it, you know, yeah. like not okay with it, but you yeah, know, we don't plan really... on having any more. Even yeah. if we did, we wouldn't be able to now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's basically uh, like some guys go see Dr. J Bonifay. Uh, I'd love Wheeler just stands in front of the slap shots or whatever. <laughs> the doctor. That was Jay friendly ads. fire too. Wasn't it? It was, yeah, uh, it was uh, Morrissey hit him. Yeah, she's right in the jump. Um, yeah, but also returning on Friday night uh, against Tampa was uh, Cole Perfetti, who missed a couple of games. Um, he no. took a a, a a hit in the Boston game a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nate Schmidt 
also uh, returned to the lineup, and he went out the same game that Wheeler did, mm-hmm. and uh, Schmitty went out with, uh, I think it was a shoulder injury. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so four guys returned to the lineup, still missing from action. Uh, Mason Appleton mm-hmm. and Saku Menelainen and, and... Uh, Slim Slim Shady, uh, Logan Stanley, right. the, sl- the Slender Man. <laughs> Yeah, um, he casts a long shadow. Yes, um, he does. Yeah, so still still some guys missing from action, but they're kind of, you know, nearing their returns, I guess you could say. Um, so that does lead to some roster decisions. One roster decision with those four guys coming back, somebody had to be put back down to the AHL. Well, a couple, gu- couple, gu- couple, couple guys, guys did, because yeah. Harkins went down too, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So, and, and they, I, I think... I don't think Harkins would have had to clear waivers because he already had cleared in the previous, you know, 30 days. And there's some sort of uh, rule about that. I can't remember exactly what it is. Read the fine print. Uh, but, mm-hmm. um, but Mikey Isamont had to clear through, go through waivers, did not clear San Jose Sharks claimed him. He's now a member of the Sharks, as we mm-hmm. were just saying before. Which is, unfo- break which is unfortunate because yeah. I like he, he was, um, not a guy I don't think that was on most folks' radars for being a contributing member of this the team no. this year. But then with all the injuries, he got called up and he made the most of his opportunity. And at one point, he was skating on the wing with uh, Dubois and Connor and did yeah. not really look out of place. Yeah, um, no, he's got speed to burn and stuff. Um, he's, um, I think, probably like his finishing skills at the NHL level. Uh, you know, he, he can score in the HL. He has scored in the AHL. Yeah. Um, but put you know, up a like, lot of, a lot of goals with the moose last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kinda... and I think you, you see that kind of with Axel Johnson Fialbi, eh? like he's, he's fast. He's on the four check a lot. He creates chances bad, and stuff. He's got bad hands, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like the, not the, quite the NHL hands, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tough mitts. Um, yeah, but it, it's uh, just, it kind of re- reminded me of the situation uh was it coming out of training camp was it this year where they lost kovacek or the the defense or, yeah uh, they had to put him on waivers yeah and he went and montreal he got snapped up. up snapped up by montreal and so and you know what though like kind of like you're you're like ah but that guy was you know we liked him but you he's he, you know he's played for the moose he's 27 years old whatever he's played for the moose and it you know he wasn't really probably going to get his chance with the jets because of the well, players in front of him. Right. Whereas with Montreal, there's opportunity on the blue line this year and he's played pretty much every game, I think for Montreal. And so it's, so. it's great. It's great for him yeah. for, for Winnipeg though. It's, it's a tough loss in terms of organizational depth. Um, certainly, you know, if there's something that Winnipeg does have, it's finally some defensive depth. And, yeah. you know, but then they, you talk about like a couple of years ago, Tampa during their uh, second uh, year Stanley Cup run, I think in the playoffs played maybe 10 different defensemen. Yeah. And so, you know, like right now, Winnipeg's got uh, eight, nine between uh, Hanela and Sandberg and the regular Regular and then there's six. that Capo Capo Bianco. He's Capo coming Bianco, to the lineup every now and Stanley, then. Stanley, right? But 
I guess the problem is, is that um, when some of these guys come back, right? Like I think that the roster is at a max right now. When yeah. some of these guys come back, what happens to uh, who, who goes down, right? And so For you sure. look at look at guys who are um, still have options, still have minor league options, meaning that they don't have to pass through waivers uh, to go down to the moose. And so that's guys like Sandberg and Hanala. Uh, and I think maybe Gus Gustafson. We were mm. trying to figure it out. A Perfetti is still yeah. on his entry contract, but you know, like to send down like Axel Floby and, um, Stenland who I, who I really like Carson Kuhlman. Yeah. I think has fit in really well. Like all of those guys um, would have to pass through waivers. And I don't think that a lot of those guys would make it. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Um, there's going to be a roster crunch. Uh, the one thing that's kind of interesting though, that I, that I did want to get your take on is the one benefit that the Jets have had this year with the injuries is that nobody's had to go on the long-term injury reserve. And, you know, in the past, Brian Little was always occupying that spot and they moved off that contract this year. They traded it to, to Arizona. He was never going to play again, but not having a guy on the long-term reserve means that they are accumulating money to be used towards the salary cap and so by projections if things hold sort of knock on wood trade deadline comes up they're going to have about five million dollars under the cap that they can go out and they can stock up on a playoff yeah. run right and so that hasn't been something that they've been able to do in the past and i think obviously that could really benefit the Jets. Like you could see them sort of, we talked last year or sorry, last year, last week <laughs> ab about, <laughs> um, flies. about going after a guy like Jason Taves, right. Or Horvat even, or, or Horvat. Who knows? So, yeah. Something like that. So having money to spend is obviously mm. going to, is going to be good, but you want to kind of, it's, it's, well, you don't want to blow all your futures, you know, because no. like you bring in a Horvat who's probably a pure rental and yeah. maybe maybe you're able to resign him because uh, he's an, a pending UFA, you know, but that's that's a risk that you'd really want to have to take because it's probably going to cost you Philly Hainala, who the Jets seem high on. Mm -hmm. Granted, he's only got into eight games or whatever it is this year. And when all these bodies start coming back, is mm -hmm. Philly Hanel the guy who goes back down to the moose? You don't probably don't want him sitting there in the press box eating popcorn, right? You want him playing. Yeah. You know, maybe I don't know. Like I don't see Dylan Sandberg going down. He's played very regularly right. and is is has been solid. Um Logan Stanley's gonna have to fight his way back into the lineup. And, you know, he's he's a guy I know he's very uh touch and go for a lot of Jets fans because He's um his rookie year he was like oh look at this guy he's actually not too shabby and then he had uh, a tough kind of go around and then now he's been injured a lot of this season he came back from injury it was actually looking pretty half all right and then he got injured again um so <clears throat> you know there's not 
they're not going to like send, they're not going to scratch healthy scratch, you know, uh, Neil Pionk or Dylan DeMello or something like that, probably. And there's no, no way Norrissey's coming out or uh, Dylan, he's not going anywhere. And, you know, Schmitty, I think he's probably pretty safe in his, his role there. And uh, so there's just not enough spots. So it's like, yeah, does Hainala go down? Um, or is he part of a trade, you know? Right. To and bring this somebody is, in at the, and at this the deadline. Is, and this is it, right? It's like, okay, so if the team keeps moving in the direction that it's moving right now, they look to be uh, at, uh, in a position to add players at the deadline to improve for that run. And so you look at, they're going to have some cap space to work with to bring a guy in. Are they going to um, sort of jump back into a situation where they're trading a first round draft pick like they did when they brought in uh, Stastny the first year, which Hayes. worked out amazingly. And then Kevin Hayes, yeah. which, which did not work, work at all. Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin Hayes, he's the Philadelphia Flyers all-star, I will say. Not that Torts gives an F, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, or do you ship out the younger players, right? And yeah. Hanela or Sandberg, to me, those two guys would have the most appeal. If For sure. Like, from my perspective, if, and I'm, you know, uninformed guy sitting on the couch, but if you could find somebody to, to take on Logan Stanley, see you later. Because yeah. honestly, he's great, and they want to keep him around because he's a big guy. Well, he's got appeal. You know, he's got but the, I think this year it would be hard to find somebody to take him just because he's been injured so much this year. Yeah. That said, if the team acquiring him knows he's healthy or like, he or, or on his way back or whatever, then maybe maybe or you can. Will you find a team like, say, San Jose, who isn't really going anywhere? They're going to be in this state of flux where they're changing things over and say, hey, Logan Stanley, he's here, he's young, he showed some good potential, and he's big. Teams yeah. like big oh, guys. Like yeah, for sure. Right? Like, I would, Ethan was... You could join Mikey Isimont out on the West yeah, Coast. Right? San Jose's not so bad. I mean, they got palm trees and golf and uh, Silicon Silic Silic Valley. Silicon and... Valley, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, Timo Meyer is a guy that most people kind of think is going to be traded. Um, oh, is he a pending UFA? Yeah, and he like Taves would Taves would be great. Taves has a full no move con no move clause, right? And uh, we talked about would it be great for him to come back to his hometown next year? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but Timo Meyer, like you slide that guy into our top six, ooh, yeah. look that pretty be... sweet. Yeah. Now is Timo a winger or a center? I believe he's a winger yeah well that's that'd be pretty good where i think we need we could use a winger uh for the jets i would say yeah. um yeah timo's a, a good player on a bad team i think on a good team he could be an important sort of piece you mm -hmm. wouldn't have to be the guy because the jets already have shifley connor ehlers wheeler dubois you know they've got they've got guys yeah um he could be one of the guys uh I think that's uh, that's an underrated. Uh, I haven't heard that one actually about Timo Meyer, and uh, I like it. I like it, Jared. 
Well, there um, you go. We've <laughs> we've solved all the problems here. Yeah, this yeah. is what we here, do. Here's here's so you're talking about also like moving young guys as part of a package, and that's obviously what a rebuilding team like the Sharks would want or whatever. What about the idea of of part of a trade package, and they would have to take the right partner, um, of moving somebody who's more of a veteran, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's whether that is Schmidt or whatever, and then that allows your Ville Hainola to get into the lineup, so you can move that veteran knowing you've got one of these, you've got a Sandberg, right. a Hainola, a Stanley who can take that role. Oh, yeah, Something and to chew on. definitely. I guess the only question there is that I think most people agree, uh, that the Jets' window is this year and it, next yeah. and next year. Right. And so if they're going good this year, do you want to be moving one of your top four or five defensemen? Or a a relatively unproven kind of young person. And putting one of those young guys in and rolling the dice. And I mean, it's one thing to have one rookie defenseman, but to have to have two. mm. Yeah. And before the before the year, I would have said, hey, if we can find somebody to take that Schmidt because people talk Schmidt or Dylan. Yeah. Uh, I like Brendan Dylan. Oh, I think for sure. like he's, he's the kind of defenseman that I like just kind of yeah. nasty, nasty. He's kind and... of our, uh, you know, officer Dylan, right? Yeah, he's exactly. out there patrolling the ice. <laughs> exactly. But if you could find somebody to take one of those two contracts off your hands, Schmidt being the more desirable because it's a longer term and it's at more money. Higher cap hit. Yeah. Right it would have been great but i think that but, but he actually is like plays really it's like he's is good he and he's a good locker 6. room 6.5 million no and yeah he's a he's uh he's, he's a glue guy he's very he's like, very well everybody liked. loves that dude so yeah so yeah i don't think you want to move him especially the way the team's going so uh well that'll be the uh, topic for another day because we are all out of time here on talking hockey the hockey talking show we have to go out on the song following yep. our theme of upcoming shows in the winnipeg uh music scene uh this is not a winnipeg band but they're a band that's coming to winnipeg with a sold out show they added a second show it's sloan uh everybody loves sloan or at least around these parts uh talking hockey we all love sloan and so we're gonna we're gonna we've we've played a couple songs off their newer album already this season uh we're gonna go back into the archives here we're gonna go with autobiography this is off uh one chord to another Fantastic album came out the year I was in grade nine. I got it the day it came out on CD. Um, went went walked down to the Churro Mall and uh, mm-hmm. went to Records on Wheels, I believe it was, or whatever the other CD store was. There were two CD stores, and uh, yeah, got that C- that Sloan CD. So let's go out here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, with a little Sloan autobiography. Jared, it was good uh, good talking hockey with you this week, buddy. Yeah, we'll see you on the ice on Thursday. That's right. Oh, <laughs> and baby. fans, fans head on down to the Winnipeg Winter Club <laughs> Thursday, 945 for a big tilt. Uh, yeah. Okay, buddy. Well, okay. Uh, take care. Listeners, keep your sticks on the ice. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next time on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. I'm riding young and gifted in my autobiography. I figured who would know better than me. Certainly. But I'm not so much the latter But no one's gonna read it So I'm sure it doesn't matter
Trying to climb the ladder 